Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone's having an absolutely fantastic, blessed day today. As always, hope you guys enjoyed your weekend, stayed strong and healthy, and had a good time with your family. I got a lot of feedback over the Hagman report from last week that I did. It was a funny show with me and Doug. We went on a lot of various different topics, and it's definitely a, definitely a fun show. So I've got a lot of positive feedback on us. So be sure to check that out. Had a lot of interesting topics we were going over. And of course, if you guys need anything, you know where to get a hold of us healthmasters.com. Lots of different huge sales and specials going on right now coming into the fall in order to help everybody with their immune system and keep their bodies and minds strong the d3 10,000 product of the week the one and only with 10,000 ius of d3 and k2 over 20 percent off right now and also to be sure to check check out the special on the ultimate multiple powder for a very short period of time over 15 percent off on that product great formula fantastic i use it every single morning with uh, my protein shake so be sure to check it out and try it i promise you'll get good results from it that's why we got a 90-day money-back guarantee on all of our products we want everybody to be confident with them and be able to take them and enjoy them and get great results from them. And so one of the first things that I wanted to cover this morning is I was kind of going through some articles discussing what was going on with this now next variant of COVID. And this is interesting. Now, these guys that are trying to push this rhetoric are really running out of steam now because what they're trying to do is they're constantly trying to justify these updated shots over the last year by saying there's these new variants and everybody needs to be terrified and blah, blah, blah. And the problem with it is now they're kind of running into their own mishap of nobody cares. <laughs> they're now saying this new variant of HV1 has surprising mutations and it goes into detail about how it's changed and all the cases are up, you know, 30% or either this, this new one of HV1. And it, it's, it's all, I mean, it's complete and total just fear porn that's all it is now and what's crazy about it now one of the parts of the article they were discussing is how the unpredictability of the covid virus is now spurring all these different uncertainties of basically of what's happening and how essentially the covid vaccines are not able to keep up with the current variations and all these different mutations well, no, does because they're not designed to. These shots were never designed to keep up with any variants. If these variants even exist, if these variants aren't being brewed up in a lab, what they're doing is they're constantly trying to keep these this in the media to justify coming out with COVID booster shots. The problem with it is now everybody's realized for a very, very long period of time that the cough fatigue, congestion, runny nose that essentially you get from the flu or whatever you end up getting is pretty easily handled with proper nutrients and supplementation, getting good air, fresh air, getting sunlight, getting exercise, staying off the sugar, drinking adequate water, and taking good quality supplements like the vitamin C, the D3, and zinc. It's a really simple formula that doesn't really have any negative impact on your life whatsoever, and it's not difficult to implement. It's not hard. And so I've seen so many people over the last couple of years who've really just stepped up their game when it comes to their health, nutrition, and supplementation. But again, this is why they're constantly putting this fear porn out there now to try to continue to tell everybody, oh, there's another mutation of it. 
this is this was designed to be like this from the beginning. They have to try to keep the narrative in order to keep the money flowing in for Pfizer to have these RNA shots. And the whole point of it was I told you guys from the very beginning after they got everything said and done, I think the entire point of this was to get this on the childhood shot schedule, which, by the way, again, nobody is discussing. Pediatricians aren't going into detail on it. Nobody's asking the fact that this new completely and totally changed shot, RNA shot, got approval after it did testing on 10 mice and yet it somehow has approval emergency use authorization approval for children six months and older insanity to me and what's interesting about this is now now the cdc is trying to do damage control to prevent people from being able to talk about anything via these shots there's an article that came out now it's discussing how the CDC's immunization service divisions, it basically goes in and they flag papers from scientists in the United States and other countries on repeated misinformation on the COVID-19 vaccine. That's what this entire section of the CDC does, right? So they don't actually go and look at the research and go, man, maybe we should address this. They go, oh, no, 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 no. We flagged it because we've deemed this misinformation. Remember, this is the same group that was on every social media site that would put up the CDC has fact-checked this. Here, click the CDC to learn more about the safety of vaccines. This is that same group. But what's interesting about it, another article came out a couple months ago that we talked about. Vladimir Vlorinsky, a molecular medicine expert in Florida, and he co-authored a research study that found multiple doses of the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine led to a higher level of antibodies called IgG4, making the immune system more susceptible to infection. And what's interesting about this is now he said the, uh, the studies cited in our work, plus the failure of HIV, malaria, and pertussis vaccines constitutes irrefutable evidence demonstrating that an increase in IgG4 levels impairs immune responses. This paper was published following peer review by vaccines. Now, what's interesting about this, Mr. Baranski, one of the individuals at the CDC whose job simply is to rebuttal anything he can, he took an issue to the paper and wrote this entire, entire rebuttal to it and ret- like, tried to make them retract it. And he said right now, he goes, at the very least, it seems like there's some editorial recklessness going on, especially since the net result that this research is being viewed as legitimate and is circulating wildly. And then he goes on to say there that this has been accumulating massive amounts of attention. This is misinformation, and everybody needs to understand that this is a following a wider pattern of academic journalists conferring legitimacy to anti-vaccine claims through their willingness to publish low-quality work, as well as apparent reluctance to issue retractions or disclaimers when these issues are called to attention. Now, what's ironic about this thing is this guy from the CDC, they never actually really go in and rebuttal the research. They just kind of try to argue about why it's fake news, misinformation, anti-vax conspiracy theory. That's all they do. And so what's interesting about it, CDC, maybe you guys should be more concerned about this research coming out and doing your own research on it. But again, that would mean you actually have to do your job as the CDC. And quite frankly, we know what the CDC's job is, is to promote as much unscientific perversion as they can to manipulate the masses and the minds of the population in order to go along with this continued RNA injection gene therapy shot. So I thought I would throw that out there this morning. I thought it was very interesting as more and more research, more and more articles are coming out telling you do not get the shot. Now they're saying these variants are changing again and this new shot now that just came out three weeks ago that's for the old variant over the summer is now probably not going to do anything and they need to have a new shot that's rolled out now it basically by january february you can't make this level of propaganda up this is so far-fetched 
that anybody that's really awake now has to start seeing through it. And I think a lot of people are. So that's why I encourage you to get the truth out there on a regular basis. Don't live in fear. Live healthy. Stay healthy. Stay stocked up on your supplements. Continue to exercise. Get fresh air and continue to drink purified water. And the formula is pretty simplistic. Stay healthy. What do you think, Dad? You know, Austin, the crazy part about all of this is there are people out there still getting boosters. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just, you know, I know it's hard to believe. I mean, I, I was the other day, I was at uh, a friend of mine's restaurant, you know, Florentino's over on Highway 27 uh, near uh, Dundee. And I was watching the FSU game and I was sitting there at the counter and I was basically watching the game. And there was this lady sitting beside me. She's like you know, 80 years old and, and she's talking to me and she's all oh, I've had all the boosters and I've had all the shots. And whenever they come out more shots, I'm going to get more boosters and more shots. And I'm like, wow, OK, you're not dead yet. I thought that's interesting. And the problem is, is that, you know, more and more people now are coming down with all kinds of horrible conditions, including from the shedding. This yesterday, I met with a good friend of mine and I actually attended a conference with him up in Washington, D.C. You guys remember when I did that last year, about a year ago now. Austin and I flew up there. And I remember there was one of the guys that was there and he had just gotten vaccinated like the day before. And he's shedding like crazy. And I'm talking to him and I come back and I, I've got COVID. I mean, I'm, I get sick with COVID. I lose my voice. You guys remember all that. I sounded like James Earl Jones on the show. Never missed a show, but I didn't feel good at all. And I thought to myself, wow, this shedding stuff is real. You know, and Sherry Penn Tenpenny was there at that conference too. You know, Sherry, ended up, you know, I know whether it's related to the conference or not, I don't know. She ended up having a stroke. And she's recovering from that. And she appreciates your prayer. She's a good friend of mine. And then another guy who was actually leading the conference, who met everybody and hugged everybody and everything else that, you know, goes along with meeting people in a, in a Christian environment as far as the fellowship he ended up coming down with aortic dissection. Remember, these people, Sharon and I and, 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 and this other guy had never been vaccinated. He came out with aortic dissection, uh, almost bled out. That's when the aorta actually separates you know, from the heart. He had to have emergency surgery. I met with him yesterday. He was in the hospital for four months. And then I, while, you know, during the surgery, he had multiple strokes. And, you know, his left side is coming back now, but he's just a mess. I mean, he literally looks 30 years older than he did the last time I saw him. And, you know, and I told him yesterday, I said, it must have been from the shedding for that conference. He goes, I don't know, Ted, it must have been because, you know, I got sick, Sherry got sick, you got sick. And I said, wow, what a mess. And uh, I mean, he's got a zipper now from like his, you know, from his collarbone all the way down to his, you know, to his, to his, you know, to his stomach where they had to you know, put him on a heart lung machine. And it was a mess. And I thank God almighty that he's actually getting through this. And, and the crazy part about this is, is that how many other people are being affected by the shedding? This shedding phenomenon is very, very, very real. So if you're going to be around people that have been vaccinated, you know, I told you my, my massage therapist told me last week that when she gets around people that are vaccinated, she's having a massage, she wears plastic you know, rubber gloves because she doesn't want to touch their skin. Now, I don't think the shedding is that bad after a year or two years, honestly, because the body's incorporated. It's gone into the DNA. It's gone into the cells. It's not coming out of the lungs. It's not coming out of the feces. The body's kind of stuck with it then. But when these people first get shot up, you've got to really stay away from them. And I think that's important because that guy that was at that conference, whether he's alive or dead, I don't know. Uh, he was he was bragging about the vaccines he had had and all the boosters he had had, you know, had the last one the day before and all the rest of this. And it was funny, too. This is a, this little sidebar. He was real heavily involved in Christian radio and TV. So I started talking about what I did, et cetera. And he got all excited. He was, well, I want to put you on the air with, you know, Christian radio and TV. I said, OK. And I said, but before you do that, you have to understand I'm not a political Zionist. He looked me kind of funny. He said, what do you mean? He said, you don't believe in the Holocaust? I said, oh, no, no, no. The Holocaust occurred. I said, I don't know about the numbers that died. I said, but there were, there were concentration camps. There's no doubt about that. And he says, well, well what, what do you think about Israel? I said, well, it's the number one homosexual destination in the world. And he looked me kind of funny. He goes, really? I said, yeah, why don't you look it up? He said, well, he goes, well, I, well I, I believe we have to support Israel. I said, okay. I said, well, I'd let you know that I don't feel that way. I think we need to pray for Israel. 
and pray that they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But as far as going out and basically giving them money and doing everything they want and giving them a hall pass, no matter what they do, and how many people they kill and how many Palestinian children they shoot for sport, I'm not going to do that. Well, obviously, I was never asked to be on a talk show, <laughs> which is okay. I don't mind. But the reality is, is that you know this is the mindset of the general population, you know, who basically believe in vaccines. Let's go to get vaccinated. You know, and same thing happens with chickenpox. Same thing happens with measles. When you can get a vaccine with those types of, you know, compounds, you shed those vaccines also, and you can actually give people the measles and give people chickenpox. I mean, that's been proven over and over and over. Same thing happens with polio. All of it. It's the same. Bill Gates got all this trouble with in India, giving all those polio shots, and all those people start coming down with polio. I've got a good friend of mine who died a few years ago from COVID, being put on remdesivir, and he basically um, had been, you know, paralyzed with polio as a child, had massive, you know, you know, massive problems with his limbs and his legs developing properly. And uh, his name was Jimmy, good man. I went to his funeral. I spoke at his funeral. But the sad part about it is, is that you know these vaccines. He would never touch a vaccine, by the way, after that, and he would never let any of his children have any vaccines because what had happened to him. He could still walk, but he was a mess. And he, had, he was a big guy too, about six foot four, six foot five. Uh, he, he was over. He was he was obese, honestly. But he but he really he really uh, was super strong, one of the strongest people I've ever met. He'd have to walk on his hands, you know, like doing handstands. And he could he could do like 150 pull-ups when he was young. You know, his legs were atrophied, but he was incredibly strong. You don't want to get into a handshaking contest with him. I tried that one time, and that was a negative experience for me. He kind of got a kick out of it, but that was the end of that. But the reality is, is Jimmy was a good man. I spoke very highly of him at his funeral, and I've always spoken highly of him as I'm doing right now. But the COVID vaccination shedding is real. I saw it in Technicolor yesterday with my friend sitting at the hotel. He can't even move into his house because he's got stairs. He can't climb the stairs because the handrails on the left side go up the stairs or come down the stairs, and his left hand has only got about 25% strength in it from the stroke. And this, this, guy was, he, he's, this guy was in shape. You know, he manufactures supplements. He works out. I mean, he was in good shape, very, very healthy. And suddenly, man, his health has went to pot after, I believe, he was exposed to all the shedding at that conference in D.C. I praise God Almighty that all I got was the COVID, and I didn't come up with aortic dissection. Uh, my sister, her husband got the vaccine. He ended up with aortic dissection and almost died and had to be you know, hospitalized and kept in the hospital for, you know, forever. And, you know, they, they both got vaccinated. So all of these things happen over and over and over again. But the mainstream medical science doesn't want to talk about it because they say, well, it's not real. It's just, it's just coincidences. And the reason for that is, I'm going to explain this to you real quick. When you, you can't do a double-blind clinical study with human beings trying to kill them. It's not medically ethical. The Nuremberg Code it completely says you can't do that, though it was done to us with these vaccines. In other words, it, you would, what you'd do is you'd set up a placebo and you'd try to intentionally create harm in an individual or a person and see what these vaccines would do to find out what the deleterious side effects were going to be. And you can't do that. It's not medically ethical to try to create brain cancer in somebody to see if you can cure it. It just doesn't – we don't do stuff like that. However, when you get an emergency use authorization on a product like they did with COVID, all these vaccines, they were able to come in and basically inject anything into you they wanted because the labels were blank. You had no idea what they were putting in you. And you had to sign waivers to get it done, which still it, it, it mind boggles me. It stupefies me that people actually believe this stuff. And what, the funny part about it is it's not funny is that I remember what it was like back in the 70s when Jimmy Carter decided to give everybody an emergency flying, swine flu shot. And all these people started coming out with Gillian Barr and dying with paralysis and everything else. I mean, all over the country. And finally, the, you know, after a few hundred of those cases showed up, you know, the FDA came in and stopped it all, said, no, we can't do this anymore. And I remember I was at FSU then I was, you know, in the biology program there. 
we were all talking about the swine flu shot, and I and I just told them all. I said, I'm not putting that stuff in my body. I don't know what's in that. There's no telling what's in it. It's an emergency use authorization again. I'm not putting that in there at all. There's no telling what it's going to do. And sure enough, I was right. In fact, I know another speaker, you know, another all, all podcaster, basically she's a female. Her basically her her mom took that shot back in the 70s. She was paralyzed and still is paralyzed to this day from that. If she's even alive anymore, I don't know. I haven't stayed in touch with this lady. But the reality is that all of these things happen when you start putting things into your body that you don't know what you're doing. You know, Naomi Wolf joined Steve Bannon last week to talk about how the Internet activists discovered that Anthony Fauci collaborated with Wuhan Institute of Virology, which is controlled by the People's Liberation Army of China, which is controlled by the Rothschild banking cartel, to ship a coronavirus strain related to the SARS-CoV-2 from China to Rocky Mountain Laboratories, which is controlled by the NIH, to run experiments in collaboration with Dr. Ralph Barrett from the University of North Carolina. Naomi told Steve this was a joint venture with the Wuhan lab and Dr. Fauci at the time when experimenting with gain-of-function research was illegal in the United States. We thought he solved that problem by shipping the experiments off to Wuhan, but in fact, he collaborated to bring the coronavirus to the United States, to the heart of the United States in 2018, to Montana, to a lab that he oversaw. Not only that, he arranged with a, quote, shady roadside zoo in Maryland, which is 15 minutes away from Camp David, which is overseen by a former NIH official, to get 12 bats, the Egyptian bats, to be shipped to him in Montana to be infected with the coronavirus from the Chinese lab in Wuhan, in Wuhan China. This was in 2018. So Dr. Fauci has been pointing the finger at people who raised questions about whether there was a lab leak saying that there are dangerous misinformation, misinformation spreaders. In fact, he was experimenting on the Chinese Wuhan lab origin coronavirus in the United States back in 2018. U.S. taxpayer, according to Daily Mail, money U.S. taxpayer money was used to experiment with the coronaviruses from the Chinese lab thought to be the source of the COVID pandemic more than a year before the global outbreak. The National Institutes of Health, under Dr. Fauci's leadership, infected 12 Egyptian fruit bats with the COVID vaccine of COVID virus. This is all stuff that is coming out on Steve Bannon's show with Naomi Wolf coming out talking about this, which I'm starting to like Naomi Wolf. She's a hardcore liberal, but she's starting to tell the truth about all this stuff. So all of these things are telling you exactly what we told you years ago about the origin of this mess and where it came from and that this is a very real virus. I get so fed up with it, Austin, when people say, well, the coronavirus was a hoax. It wasn't real. Ask Jimmy about that when he couldn't breathe and they hospitalized him. Ask Dennis about that. My friends that died, you know, when they hospitalized because he couldn't breathe after he came down with the COVID. Ask my late wife up in heaven if you want to give her a call. You know, I'm being a little facetious here, but I love Sharon. I always will. And she got the dog on COVID. She was coughing up blood, you know, for her lungs. All of this stuff was real. And we have to understand something. It was not a hoax. And they're not going to release another hoax. They're going to release more stuff on us. Now we've got people all over the country coming down with this horrible cough, this horrible flu, horrible stuff, in bed for days, if not weeks, some of them. And they're not recovering, you know, with unbelievably sore throats, et cetera, et cetera. And we have to ask ourselves the question, have they released another one or some other variant mutated out there now? And that's basically going out there. Now, maybe some biology hits Henson on this real quick. And this is why D3 is so important. We have white blood cells that basically become specialized cells. They become called what they call macrophages, and they're like little killer cells. And they go through the system, and if they see a virus, they zap it, they eat it, they get rid of it. Now, this macrophage is a very, very specific you know, cell. It's not designed to go out and just eat regular cells. It has to be activated. The body doesn't want to activate a macrophage and have it start consuming healthy organs. So what happens is it sees like a virus in the body. And it says, okay, I've got to activate. And underneath the bottom of that macrophage are two sugar molecules, which have to have vitamin D turned into them, kind of like a switch, which you turn both these switches on at the same time. That thing activates and it goes in and basically kills that viral load. That's what the macrophage does. Here's the problem. 
vitamin D3 is deficient in most people. So when it goes there and it sees that virus, it can't turn on because there's no D3 to connect to it. Then the body, then that macrophage releases what's called a cytokine, which is a chemical messenger. It's kind of like releasing a flare gun in the body and the bloodstream, which tells other macrophages to come here as quickly as, po- as, quickly as we possibly can because I can't fix this. It's like little submarines, right? So all these other little submarines show up. They don't have any D3 either. These other macrophages, they release cytokines. That creates what's called a cytokine storm, and that causes the lungs to fill with fluid. And that was the primary cause of death. You know, in World War One, from the swine flu, was people basically drowned in their own lungs, and this is the biggest problem that we have right now in the United States with people being put in the hospital, being put on ventilators, being put on remdesivir. When they come down with this, is a deficiency of vitamin D3, and I've not spoken to one person yet who was in a hospital with 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 COVID. You know, who basically had their D3 levels tested. Now, a lot of them are dead. You can't talk to them anyhow, but I mean, the ones who stayed alive, they they, they have they have no idea what their D3 levels were, and the, the doctors don't seem to care. Now, maybe they missed the basic anatomy, biology stuff that I just told you when they were in medical school. I don't know how you'd miss one of those, but I guess that's what they did because they really don't get, they don't get taught about vitamins and nutrition. They'd rather throw you on antibiotics or remdesivir. But the truth is if you don't keep your D3 levels up, those macrophages won't work. Now, after you get your load up about – you'll get your D3 levels up about 80. You need to get a blood test about every three or four months to make sure you don't get too high. And that's why I always recommend D3 with K2. Then what you can do is you can back off that 10,000 IUs and take it about once or twice a week, and it'll maintain good healthy levels for you. So it's super, super important that we understand that we can maintain a very healthy immune system, but our immune system needs specific nutrients in specific quantities in order to work. Otherwise, it's just useless. It won't turn on. It can't work. That's why D3 is so important. My good friend Eric got in all kinds of trouble. He's an osteopath and a chiropractor. We started talking about D3 and the importance of D3 for the immune system, and they basically went in there and filed a lawsuit on him, and it cost him millions of dollars to defend himself. Finally, the lawsuit was dropped, and he got nothing in return except they left him alone, but I think he had $5.5 million into this deal and pretty much almost, almost bankrupted the man. I mean he's a good friend too. I love the guy. He's a great brother in Christ, but the reality is, is that when these guys – when you start talking to them about alternative treatment protocols for COVID and you have an emergency use authorization for the COVID vaccine, then if, there's an, if there is an alternative treatment protocol for the COVID, they can't use the emergency use authorization. There can't be any viable treatment program available or they will not give them the emergency use authorization because they realize how dangerous it is. Unless, of course, your Food and Drug Administration is completely compromised and you've had a bunch of globalist people that are being put into positions of power that are basically wanting to have a eugenics protocol on the planet to kill a bunch of people. But I want to cover that with you real quick because it's, it's so important that you understand how that immune system works like it does. By the way, Brad sent this to me yesterday, a good friend, and it says, prepare for change. Witches are back. This is, we're talking like Sabbatain, Kabbalist, Luciferian, Saint, Synagogue of Satan, witches, and they want academic credit. Universities are now setting up classes to teach witchcraft and magic. Well, well, wait a minute. Yeah. This is what happens when society is evacuated of Christian content. The founders of many universities in the West started their institutions to teach Christianity, and they've moved far from that goal. In fact, a report at Washington Stand points out how several schools, both in the United States and the United Kingdom, have started teaching witchcraft and magic and the occult and ritual. Those schools include the University of Exeter in England, which was offer a master's degree in witchcraft, magic, and the occult by next year. In America's Rice University that teaches Gnosticism, Estrocyricism, Mysticism, offering a certificate from a religion department that focuses on magic, rituals, and witchcraft. Guys, I can't make this stuff up. We've got to realize this stuff is very, very, very real and that the universities basically now are pushing it. 
a few years ago, I was having lunch at a Don Shula Steakhouse or dinner at Don Shula Steakhouse up in Tallahassee. I'm not promoting the restaurant. I'm just telling you I was there. And I was there with Sharon, and we were there for a football game. I think the game was over with, and we were having dinner. And I remember there was a woman who was working in there with us, and she said she was basically majoring in, you know, in, in potions and, and majoring in herbs at the university, at Florida State University. And I said, I looked at her very clearly, and I said, well, I got to ask you a question. I said, are you a witch? She said, well, matter of fact, I am. I'm like, oh, great. And I got a witch serving me. That's perfect. But the reality is I've seen this repeatedly. I did another tea house with Sharon years ago. And basically, uh, they, Sharon was like, oh, this tea house is way too much estrogen for me. But it just is what it is. Sometimes as an alpha male, you got to go to a tea house, which is you know, really kind of yuck, honestly, but it's okay. And I remember we uh, had, a, had another girl there. She had a pentagram on her wrist. And, and basically, she was, you know, I asked her, I said, are you a witch? And she was, well, I'm a wicked. I'm like, oh, that's perfect. I've got a witch way doing this again. And then, then on the, of course, on these crazy dating sites, you see everything. Honestly, you see everything. It's awful. And there was a girl sitting there with a big pentagram tattooed on her shoulder and had a picture of it. And I talked to her. I said, are you a witch? And she was, oh, no, that's supposed to drive away evil spirits. So I said, you, don't want to, you know what it is, right? She was, what's the pentagram? I said, might want to go talk to some laser specialist about that one. And it, but it's on and on and on and on. People are getting more and more into the occult and more and more into witchcraft. And here's why that's happening. People are beginning to realize that there's a supernatural side to a human being. And I talked about that a few weeks ago when we talked about matters yin and matters yang, how part of our dimension that we're in right now, how we go in and back and forth with an antimatter tether into another dimension as human beings because we are an antenna, our coiled helix, our DNA is a coiled antenna to God Almighty, and we need to understand we're part of another universe, another dimension at the same time we're here. People are beginning to understand that, and they're starting to realize that, you know, we're not alone. There are other dimensions. There's other things out there that are real. You know, I talked to this lady this weekend, and she was asking me some questions, and the message that came up, she'd gone to some Halloween horror nights. And I told her, I said, I don't do that. She goes, well, why not? I said, I lived in a haunted house, and it was a real haunted house. And she goes, really? I want to hear about it. I'm like, you probably don't really want to hear about this because it's, it's legit. And she goes, well, no, I, I really do. So I told her about it. She was like, really didn't want to know all that. I said, I told you. I said, that's why I don't go to movies like that. I don't go to places like that. I don't want to see it. It's like Austin said. They used to have this horror movie stuff. It was awful, you know, like Freddy Krueger, that kind of mess. Just sick people running around doing sick things. They don't do that anymore as much. Now it's all about the occult and witchcraft and summoning demons. It's, it's a really weird switch how they've done this, and that's because the Kabbalists who run Hollywood are a bunch of witches and warlocks and wizards. And I've talked about that so many times, and that's why they do these rituals. That's why they do the human sacrifice and all the rest that they do because they're all involved in that mess, and that's what they want to be part of, which is kind of crazy, but that's what they do. And you, I, I, people, I always tell people I don't believe any of this stuff as far as what they're doing is correct, but they still do it. Now, here, now here's another interesting article, The Anti-Human Agenda. This is interesting. You know, they want to bring us to 15 minute cities, limit no access to wild spaces, strictly monitor and limit travel, and have us eat no meat or dairy. And they're serious. They intended to bring all of this to you wherever you are, whatever you're doing, unless you're super rich or this is going to be your future. They know if you start focusing on this too much, you will be appalled and resist. So they need a distraction. And they're willing to do anything to achieve that distraction. Try to recall this when you, your control media, when you were told to get vaxxed in 2021, and now laying out their stalls of race, hate, and rage. They were – that's very poorly written, and I'm reading it. So don't fuss at me about the grammar. 
they were serving an anti-human agenda then. What do you think they're serving now? And when they tell you to look at this or that boogeyman, they assure you that it's very scary and coming for you. This is exactly what they're doing with the Cold War. This is exactly what they're doing with the nuclear wars and all the stuff that we talked about in the beginning of the show. And it's what Austin talked about, how they're trying to scare everybody now as far as believing that we're going to have you know, Armageddon show up. They're not going to destroy their own infrastructure. This is all lies, 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 and more lies. By the way, an article just came out from the National Review. It's a very interesting article. It says the Pope's reign and ruin. We probably have the Pope Francis probably is the worst pope we've ever had. The papal cult that continued to grow from their first Vatican Council in recent zenith under John Paul II has come crashing down under Francis. Pope Francis closed out his summer by praising the Mongolian and Russian empires for their tolerance of humanity before criticizing American Catholics for their backwardness and narrowness. No, you read that right the first time. He praised the horde of Genghis Khan and the imperialism of the Russian czars for their tolerance, then went on to criticize American Catholics for the sin that he made up called Indito Miriso, which means backward-looking. This is from a man occupying an office who occupants used to vow to shed blood if that's what it meant to keep and violate the discipline and ritual of the church, just as I found and received it handed down by my predecessors. Now, back in Rome, the Pope is getting back to one of his favorite pastimes, rehabilitating well-documented sex pest because he was the right progressive of the Curia. This time is – okay, I'm not going to read more. This is written so badly. I'm not, I'm not even trying to choke through it. But guys – we have a problem with the Catholic Church right now, as with the Protestant churches. Have they been compromised to the point of being ridiculous with all of the stuff that they're doing to all of us on an ongoing basis as far as lies? The name it, claim it, blab it, grab it group now. Everybody wants to feel good Christianity, which there's no repentance involved whatsoever. And you can continue to live any way you want to live and act any way you want to act and not walk in love or walk in forgiveness. And you're supposed to be happy, happy, and you're supposed to get a bunch of money while these guys run around in their multiple mansions and multiple jets and telling you basically to send them money and you'll be blessed. This is a compromise of Christianity. I knew one guy started a major network, homosexual, got busted you know, with his chauffeur. You know, His wife would have – Relations with anybody who won't have relations with her. It was awful. She, they're both gone now. They're both dead. I, he got mad one time and flipped off the dog on camera and shot him a bird you know, on TV while he was over in Israel. I mean I can't even make this stuff up. You see pictures of him online. And all of these things are just people that are supposed to be out there leading the sheep, leading the flock of Christianity. And what they're doing, they're leading them all right. They're leading them off a cliff. That is not Christianity. I spoke with a, with a lady this past weekend, and I said the problem that Christianity has – is people don't understand what it is. It's a blood covenant through Christ to the Most High God, through Jesus who built the universe, to allow us to change the fabric of space-time by the words that we speak and the prayers we pray. It's a relationship that we build with God for, through Christ where he no longer sees our sin because Christ is standing between us and God, and he's our mediator of a new covenant. It's different than what people think it is. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. But people don't want to see that. They want to believe they can do whatever they want to do and live however they want to live, and they're going to be okay with it. It doesn't work that way. God doesn't want a religion. He doesn't want a false prophet in a pulpit. He doesn't want to be you know, you guys talking about you know, all the crazy stuff that we talk about in churches now that don't matter, that doesn't matter. He wants us talking about repentance and doing what's right in God's eyes and talking about Jesus and the blood of the cross, all of that stuff, confession of sin. That's what he wants. He wants old-fashioned Christianity back, not the name it, claim it, blab it stuff that was brought to us by the Masonic lodges, I might say, back in the 30s and 40s and 50s of the big tent ministries. I've talked about this in depth before. He wants us back. We need a revival in this country bringing us back to basic Christianity that basically you accept Christ, you get baptized, 
and you're born again and you try to live your life the best you possibly can. When you make a mistake, you realize that God's there for you with his grace. But we also need to realize that we need to walk in love and do what's right in him and treat him you know, circumspectly with how we talk to God and what we do. We need to be very, very, how should I say, respectful of God and all the things he'll do for us. But I didn't want to go off on that topic this morning, though. But I just wanted to, the Catholic Church has really lost its, lost its way because the Masonic lodges got into that too in the, in the 40s and the 50s through Operation Gladio when they started using the Vatican Bank to launder money because they wanted to bring the Masons in because the Masons would keep a secret and they'd bring them in to run the money and laundering from the money they were making from all of the drugs they were selling and working with the CIA through Operation Gladio and Operation Condor. But we've done exactly it, there's a book you can read on that. The Unholy Lines with the CIA, the Vatican, and the Mafia, Operation Gladio. By Paul Williams. You, you, you can read the book. It's a phenomenal book, and it'll give you a whole insight on how they did it and what they did. But, but need I digress? Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Absolutely, bud. There's no question about it. That I mean, there's what they're constantly trying to serve up, like you said, it's this anti human agenda. That's what they're pushing here. They want everybody to look at each other as if they're not humans. That's why, oh, it doesn't matter if we level Palestine, and now Lindsey Graham says that the level of human casualties and civilian casualties in Palestine doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. It does not matter how many civilians die in Palestine because, well, Israel gets to do what they want. And the problem with this is nobody realizes that this agenda is exactly what the satanic groups want to push. They don't want anybody to have any love. They don't want anybody to see one another and try to help one another. They simply want to push this agenda. And this is the problem that you're starting to see now so much in the mainstream media. And it's ironic to me. There's funny because I was reading this article earlier and it was kind of funny to me because it was going into detail on how we've had these conservative right wingers, you know, in the media and in Congress, and they've been pushing for freedom of speech and freedom of speech and complaining, you know, about free speech is under attack and the government narrative surrounding COVID is a scam, you know, because it was. I mean, like Dad said earlier, the the aspect of COVID, the virus was very real. The actual COVID agenda, the whole thing was a setup scam. They did it on purpose to make sure they could do everything they could, including anybody that came to the hospital automatically went on remdesivir that they knew was going to kill people. They knew what it did. Gilead trials knew what happened in 2016, yet they did it anyways. It's so it's funny, though. It's not funny, but it's sad. These pro-free free speech activists have now coming out and saying, well, there should be freedom of speech, but you don't get freedom of hate. You, you can't talk about anything pro-Palestine at all. You can't talk that we need to ban this. I mean, you've got, you've got Bobo DeSantis, our governor that was halfway decent. He's just literally sticking his foot in his mouth now, talking about how now he, want to put, he wants to put an order in to prevent protest for pro-Palestine on college campuses. Now, I've told you guys before, I do not care about either country. They're not my problem here in the United States right now. We have a southern border with millions of individuals who are coming in here, many of which – have terroristic ties and want to do very bad things to this country and they hate Christians and they hate Christianity and they're being brought in literally by buses, by every manner of transportation being shoved in the United States and nobody's talking about it at all. It's funny how the border of Palestine and Israel gets more coverage in the mainstream media than ours does here in the South. It's funny how the Ukraine-Russia border conflict allegedly gets thousands of times more coverage on mainstream media than ours does here at the south of the united states 
That's the whole point. And so it's funny about this is now you've got these individuals who are talking about, you know, we've got to limit free speech now. We got to, we should, you can't have speech of hate. Dude, I've, I've heard some of the stuff people are talking about. A lot of these Palestine protesters are talking about like, we need to have a ceasefire. We need to stop killing civilians. That's literally what they've been saying to a lot of them. Now they're talking about all, all these attacks against Jewish people in the, in the communities now because of what's going on. Guys, a newsflash, your country starts going in and starts bombing civilians. It's not a real good look for you. Just being honest, even though a lot of the individuals that are Jewish or background Jewish have nothing to do with what's going on with this right now. There's a whole other agenda being pushed through there. I get to there's probably a lot of people in Israel and people here in the United States that are Jewish that have no intentions or will or want to be going in and carpet bombing civilian cities. But again, it doesn't matter because that's the agenda that they're pushing and telling you this is the only options you have. You're either with the terrorist or you're with Israel bombing civilians. There is no in between, and that's how they always get you from a psychological warfare standpoint. That's how they manipulate you. They put you in a box. They say, it's this or it's this. There's no other option. There's no left. There's no right. There's no option D. There's no option B. There's no option C. It's this or this, one or two. Pick it. And that's what they constantly do. And you cannot fall prey to that because, my friends, because that once you start falling prey to that, you start becoming manipulated by every aspect of control that they're putting out there because then at that point, you start thinking that this is the only option, which means you start focusing in their direction. You start thinking the way they want you to think. When I told you guys before, the news media, the mainstream media, their job is not to produce the news or put news out there and inform people. It's to tell people how to think and how to feel about certain information that they allow to be released. That is what their job is from a media propaganda standpoint. So once you kind of start understanding that, it makes you take a step back and look at it a little bit further and realize what's actually really, really happening with it and why it's so important to really keep your mind strong on a lot of topics and don't fall prey to the manipulation and psychological warfare that essentially they're pushing out there. Because Dad's right. He's talking about like the 15-minute cities. They're starting this stuff over in Europe already, over in the UK. They're already doing grid sections, and what they're going to do is – I've told you guys this before. They're going to start coming in when they get the electric cars implemented. It's going to cost you a tax use, a zone tax use. It's already been laying out, so if you go out of your 15-minute city, you can go over the next zone. So if you're in zone one, you can go to zone two, but you're going to have to pay a zone tax to fight uh, climate change when you go to it. Not that it makes any sense, but that's what they're going to do. So they're going to do is now suddenly you're going to pay another tax on your charge when you go over there. Then you go to zone three, you're going to have to pay another tax if you want to charge over there and another zone use tax to go over there. And eventually what they'll do is they'll make it so difficult for anybody to travel anywhere that's so cost prohibitive. You're going to have to have thousands of dollars just to try to leave your zones or go on a vacation. Then you're only going to be able to do it probably one time a year. Hence the whole push of what they're doing. That's why they don't want people to have access to wild spaces and limited access to freedom of areas of going to national parks. They know from an energy standpoint, when you go out into a free wilderness, when you go out to a national park, when you go out there and you take your shoes off and you go camping and you're connected to the ground and you're grounding and you're seeing all that positive energy, that's all created by God Almighty. He built all that. He's spoken into existence. It's purity. It's freedom. It's natural nature. It's wilderness. They know that is healing. They know it produces positive energy. They know it helps people. It helps re- reduce depression symptoms. They've shown that before. People that have a lot of depression and health problems, they go out in the woods. They go out in the wilderness. They go walk around. They go 
you know, hang out with nature for a little bit, it's massively calming. It's positive for you, and it makes you healthy. You're not dealing with all the, the chemicals, you know, and all the nasty stuff you're dealing with back at home, you know, as far as in the air and chemtrails and all stuff, even the trash spraying everywhere. But they know this. That's why they're trying to prevent it. That's what the whole basis is. They want you to be in a concrete city surrounded by 5G, completely dumbed down on, you know, on basically pharmaceutical drugs. And if you're depressed, hey, here's more drugs to make you more depressed, to make up for it. And then you sit there monitored on cameras everywhere you go, and they can listen, record, monitor, and do algorithms on every single thing you do so they can do more predictive programming to control your mind more in the narrative they want you to do it. There are no cameras out in national parks. I mean, you may have game cams and stuff like that, but you don't have facial recognition software out there. You don't have 5G internet out there. You don't have any manner of electronics really out in those areas. It's purity. It's areas that are still great. They know this. That's why they don't want you going to them. That's why they don't want you living out on four or five acres by yourself. That's why they don't want you being able to go jump in your diesel truck that actually still runs good because it doesn't have a diesel particulate filter on it for the moronic EPA mandates. You go throw a 100-gallon fuel cell in your bed, throw a camper on the back, and go straight out to the woods and go live out there if you want. I mean, you can go to these national parks. You can go there and camp. A lot of places you can just camp for free. You've got to pay a fee here, other places. But you can pay a few dollars to get into the national park. You just stay out there as long as you want, guys. Dave, if you got a camper and you got a generator, you basically want to run around, you get a plug-in, you could do whatever you want. You can go live freely. Ah, man, they don't want that. That's why they're pushing. That's why I've completely and totally been diametrically opposed to the EV systems. Not because having an electric car or electric golf cart is some type of horrific thing to own. It's just a novelty. It's just a toy. It's just an inanimate object. It's just another vehicle. It's what they're representing and what they're pushing behind them. I want to clarify that. That's the agenda. That's why they have the cameras facing you inside the cars. That's why they have all the equipment in there that monitors everywhere you do and you're charging. It's all designed to put you in more of a box and more of a control grid so they can continue to monitor and do everything they want, and they don't want anybody saying anything about it. That's the whole point of this. So that's why I want to kind of encourage people. This is why it's really getting to that pivotal point now where everybody needs to start realizing that what we're doing and what we're supporting plays huge roles, especially with these companies, these giant corporations that are starting to take everything over. You've got to understand that you've got to be able to say, hey, listen, no, I'm not going to support this company. I'm not going to buy this. I'm not going to buy that. It may be difficult sometimes, but it's becoming a reality that Americans have to really go to, get, come to grips with if they want to further any type of freedom in our lives because it, you know, 15-minute cities and those restrictions, they're, they're not here next week. They're not here next month. They're being implemented. They probably will be here next year, but over the next 5 to 10 to 15 years, you will watch those things completely come into place, and the problem with it is if people don't have the ability to speak freely, if people don't have the ability to stand up and protest, those things become very, very difficult to prevent from happening because a lot of people don't even realize they're happening because nobody can talk about it. That's why I got so irritated the other day when I saw some of this stuff with these people that are trying to prevent people from protesting for Palestine. I don't care. I'm not going to go protest for Palestine. To be honest with you, I'm not going to go protest for Israel. Dude, neither one of those register on my radar for anything I want to get involved in. But if somebody wants to do that, they absolutely have the right to do that, and I support that. As long as you're not going in and doing great bodily harm to individuals or breaking and entering into places, that's something you can't go do. You can't go around and start hitting people in the head because you're protesting. That's not okay. 
But as far as peaceful protest, where's the line start getting drawn where you start cutting that off? And that's the problem that I have with some of these conservatives and Republicans and people that claim to be patriots that are now talking about this stuff where you can't say anything. You can't disagree with anything with Israel does now. I've been shocked, shocked to no end how people are willing to immediately suppress free speech because they want to push this agenda that fast. And I mean, it happened like overnight, it happened overnight. And I'm sitting there going, wow, guys. You're really showing your hand who you truly support. How about we're pro-America? How about we start talking about what's going on here? How about we start encouraging one another to speak up freely about what's going on here? And how about we encourage Americans to keep raising little Americans? This is something that's crucial, and I talk about it almost regularly on shows as far as what's going on with the kids. It's crazy to me how there are more parents right now that I've seen that are more concerned about a border between two sandbox countries in the Middle East than they are what's going on in their own kids' lives at school being indoctrinated with some of this perversion. And they're not even willing to go to a school board and protest, but yet they're getting online and doing these rallies and doing all this stuff for pro-Israel. Anybody else see a problem with that? Just throwing that out there, I was shocked, quite frankly, when Dan and I went to the school board with the whole mask mandate for the Polk County School Board. I was shocked how there were hardly any guys getting up there to talk. Like me and Dad were some of the only ones. It was all women. It's all moms. I get it. I get it. Moms are more involved a lot of times in the role of raising children during the week and stuff in school and stuff like that. But I was shocked. I was like, where are all the dads at? Like, I don't even have a kid in public school. Grant, I pay taxes to support it, which is that's a whole other that's a whole another topic for another day with property taxes. But again, this is why it's so important to really question the narrative in certain circumstances and get the truth out there. Also, to another news, this is something that's interesting as well. I saw this speaking of children. This is something that's been going on in the state of New Jersey program that I did not know about. And this is something to be cautious about if you're having a child in the uh Hospital setting. You guys know I don't. I don't have children at hospitals unless it was an emergency. Uh, Leanna's pregnant again. We're having another baby boy, and we always use midwife services. They're fantastic. We got a great one down here in Florida that's amazing. They're really sharp. They're really smart. They're really educated, and they're really awake <laughs> about real stuff. And you know they don't push anything on us whatsoever. They actually will tell you like they offer certain things, but they don't tell you at all that this is what you need to do. They say hey, this is an offering if it's available if you want it. If not, so I'm like no, I'm not. They don't. I don't even think they they only even offer the hep b shot unless you can request it and then you got to go they got to go like get the shot and everything else but they basically like 99 of all the mothers there do not get a hep b shot because why would they they're not hep b positive why that concept has eluded so many people why do you have a brand new baby boy or baby girl that's being born from a healthy mother and a healthy baby and the mother is not hep b positive She's not a drug user. She's not an IV user. She's not a prostitute. She has no hepatitis B on her blood work. Yet you take an unbelievably toxic hepatitis B shot that's loaded, I think, with 200 micrograms of aluminum, and you inject it into the baby within minutes after the baby's born for the prevention of hepatitis B that they're not exposed to? That doesn't even make sense. There's nothing about that that makes sense because they'll even tell you it does not give the baby any type of immunity against hepatitis B if they're exposed to it later on in the future at all. It was a shot that they put together. JFK talked about it in detail, and they put together – I think it was Merck to make sure that they could have hepatitis B vaccines for drug users and prostitutes and basically prevent hepatitis B from being spread so often in that group, and the problem with it was – 
Drug users don't care about getting the vaccine. Newsflash. So they had all these shots that they couldn't move. So they came in and said, okay, we're going to now put this on the shot schedule for a day-old newborn and basically tell the moms they need to have it, regardless if their blood work comes back perfect. The concept right there, that very one shot should make you question everything about the medical vaccine establishment that's been put in front of you. That one shot, if any of them should question it, it should be that one, and it should open up a rabbit hole and you start researching it. The same thing with the vitamin K shot. Why in the world are you giving – a vitamin K shot that I actually just picked it up right here. I got the ampule in my hand. 100 micrograms of aluminum, one milligram neonatal vitamin K1. Why are you giving this shot to a newborn child if the mother's been taking really, really high doses of natural prenatals with vitamin K in them? And her vitamin K levels come back great on her blood work. Why are you giving a vitamin K injection to a newborn? Again, concept makes no sense. Why are you doing it to a healthy baby? That's what prenatals are for. That's why we have the basically ultimate prenatals here at the office. We also have additional nutrients like folate max with the 5-MTHF, which is crucial for brain development in children that I always recommend mothers stay on in addition to the prenatals. And then you know when you start getting into basically the third trimester, you start hammering the omega-3 fats, the cod liver oil, really important again for brain functioning and healthiness. And again, getting blood work. On a semi-regular basis, at least a couple times during pregnancy and testing for everything, including vitamin D. Like dad said earlier, it was crazy to me because I remember talking to people when they got COVID and they'd been in the hospital. And I'd say, man, what's going on? And talk to them. And say, I don't know. I need to need to get better. I said, well, what did you get blood work? Yeah. What's your D3 levels? Well, I don't know. Let me ask them to ask them. Oh, we didn't test. We didn't test your D3 levels. You came in with an upper respiratory virus, and the first thing they do is start pinning and prodding you and taking blood work, and they don't even order a D3 test when they're already drawing your blood? Are you joking me right now? What's an extra, like, $30 on the panel for D3 testing? That's it? Yeah, because they didn't care, because it didn't matter, because they were going to put the people on remdesivir anyways. So continue to question the narrative on every aspect. If it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. If something comes up or an answer comes up and it doesn't make sense, it's okay to ask more questions. It's okay to say, hey, I don't know if I really support just continually carpet bombing civilian cities over here. I don't even – I've never even been over there. I don't even fully grasp what's going on over there right now. Why would we do this? Why would we blindly support it? I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm uneducated on the topic. One thing I can tell you is I'm not going to get – on pro something that I don't understand because you tell me I can't ask any questions about it. Just thought I'd throw that out there for anybody that wants to look at the narrative on this. Why is everybody being told on a regular basis? It's not just this. It happened. I told you guys before it happened with COVID, happened with 9-11, happened with the training movement. That was everyone. Why are we being told we have to support something blindly that we don't have all the facts about and we can't question to get any more further facts? Isn't that a strange concept to anybody else but me? Why do you have to be supportive of something you don't know anything about? And if you ask questions to get more information on it so you become more educated, you're told to shut up and you support the terrorist if you don't go along with it. Just don't throw that out there. I remember that during COVID all the time. You're either pro-lockdown, pro-mask, pro-vaccine, or you're grandma-killing neo-Nazi racist skinhead. Can I, can I raise my hand real quick? Well, are the lockdowns working? Whoa, 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 buddy. You can't ask questions about that, you neo-Nazi racist skinhead. You can't ask those questions, but I'm, I'm, I'm not a neo-Nazi, sir. I'm just an American. Um, can I ask questions? Of, has there been any efficacy done showing the mask or preventing COVID transmission? 
whoa, 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 buddy, you grandma killer, put your mask on and shut up. That's the mindset. That's the narrative that they push every single time. It's the same playbook. They just put a different name on it. You guys got to grasp that concept and get it out there to as many people as you can. Because the more people that ask questions, the more people start putting stuff out online, the more people that start changing the narrative that we're being told, the faster and more effective we can elicit change in certain areas on certain topics. Such an important concept. I really hope everybody can grasp today and really start looking at things from an open outside perspective. And if you decide you do all the research and you come to an educated conclusion and you go, you know what? I think they're right about this. I think wearing three masks on my face is a wise decision. I think getting 18 boosters is a good shot. I think that's what I need to do. That's your choice. But at least you're deciding you want to be a stupid idiot and you want to go down that route. And that's your choice to be an idiot. But don't ever be an uneducated, mindless, wandering generality that just accepts what everybody says without doing any type of research. Period. That's what I want to state on that, Dad. What do you think? Uh, you're right, Austin. I mean, it, it doesn't make any difference what people choose to do. It's freedom of, freedom of will. I mean, we're, not, we're not telling anybody what to do. We're just telling them no. how we feel about it. We're giving them the research. You choose your own, choose your own poison. You know, choose your own destiny. Choose your own future. Choose your own path. I mean, that's that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, you know, I talked to so many people who took the vaccine and they're happy they did it. Talked to so many people who took the vaccine, they wish they had never done it. I took to so many. I talked to so many people who did not take the vaccine. They're so excited they did not take it. I mean, it's all a matter of choice. And what's going to happen is when this Deagle report starts coming out here next two or three years, and more and more people are starting to check out because of what they've done to the bodies and more and more booster shots, you know, people are going to realize it's too late. But it's exactly what I told you. They also told you this two years ago. They're never going to address what they've done with the COVID shot. It's going to be well, we've had an uptick in cancer. Too many people getting too much sunlight. We've had an uptick in cancer. People are taking vitamins. They're causing cancer, which is a blatant lie. I've heard that one already, too. You know, people are doing this, you know, on and on and on and on. You know, all these different things are all around us, but they're not going to report on them because the media is the same companies that own the pharmaceutical companies that are providing the cures and the drugs. And it's insane. Now we get up there in Illinois. It's nuts. The Seventh Circuit Court up there has said that AR-15s are not protected by the Second Amendment. Wow. Hey, Illinois desperately wants to ensure that within the state's borders, only criminals have guns. When it comes to law-abiding citizens, the state will do anything to disarm them. That includes passing a law that pretty much bans assault weapons, a non-existent category that really covers AR-15s, America's most popular gun, and large-capacity magazines, which really do exist. A federal court document has now been issued an injunction against a part of the law, but a three-judge panel reversed the injunction on the grounds there are no that they are so asinine a juvenile they could come only from judges. The three-judge panel in Barrett versus Raul consisted of a Reagan appointee, a Clinton appointee, and a Trump appointee. Only this latter supported the trial court. The other two judges came up with the same astounding logic and basically not to let people have guns in Illinois. I mean, I'm not sure you read this. I posted it online because I don't have time to cover it and read it all. By the way, Anheuser-Busch, this is interesting, studio head exits the company mid Bud Light situation. Yeah, good riddance. Anheuser-Busch's InBev studio chief departed the company and cited the Bud Light backlash as one reason why she confirmed this week, April Bud Light faced significant backlash and boycott when it released a personalized beer cans that featured a transgender social media influencer and activist. In the meantime, sales of the beer have dropped for consecutive weeks and appear to show no signs of abating. Lord Denowitz, I say wits, the now former studio head, wrote on a social media that she has left the firm's division and made a note of the company's branding crisis. 
with the Bud Light situation earlier this year, the company experienced its largest brand crisis in its several hundred-year history. And the impacts are being felt far and wide, she wrote on LinkedIn, adding that the firm is prioritizing resourcing shorter-term impact initiatives versus longer lead-time strategic bets like brand entertainment. Man, how stupid. You know, she's got to just run her mouth to try to justify her existence and her salary, I guess. What it is, she made a stupid mistake unbelievably idiotic mistake and now she's trying to do damage control she can get another job somewhere else that's what she's saying by the way bill maher who i quote very rarely but he says things sometimes that are actually accurate says these people are nuts and you should be calling them out bill maher snaps at neil degrasse tyson over woke college campuses and he's absolutely right he says tyson never ever a fan of saying as saying as Lane lamented that Maher had abandoned college campuses to perform stand-up comedy due to woke kids, to which Maher replied, Every comedian has literally everyone. Tyson then asked Maher how would he would approach comedy if he's a young comedian. He goes, Would just develop a whole other comedic comedic repertoire that does not end up having people pick it outside your 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 your, your venue. So this is an interesting article, but I'm gonna let you guys read it because honestly this is exactly why a lot of comics are no longer going to campuses because the woke kids are so unbelievably stupid. They will protest and stand up and scream at the comic because he's not being woke enough while he's trying to deliver one-liners. Not much fun to try to speak into a group like that. But guys, listen to me. You keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus all the days of your life, and you keep your children away from those woke college campuses. That's really, really important. I love you so much. I'll to finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. No, you're exactly right. Some of these colleges are nightmares now. I mean, they're nightmares. They are real, true, full-blown communist indoctrination camps. I mean, bad. Some of the stuff that I've talked to, some of the kids I know that have been in schools and some of these other ones, it is bad what these professors are putting into them. They wonder why these kids go to school all excited and stoked at 18 years old, and they come out, these just breathing liberal morons. They don't, all, they, all they want to do is scream and yell at everybody for not doing what they want them to do. It's, it's, it's embarrassing, quite frankly. So again, yeah, protect them for that. Make sure they are going to college. You make sure you send them in the right direction at a school that you know is going to be healthy for them as they grow and can actually learn. And again, my friends, thank you for the continued support of healthmasters.com. We do this show for you guys every day to get the news out there. All the articles we talk about today, they're on the webpage. You can go look at them. We're continually doing everything we can to keep the truth out there alive. So thank you for your support of Health Masters. Be sure, like I said earlier, check out the Ultimate Multiple Powder on sale right now for a very limited time. And also the D3 10,000 K2. It's product of the week for the next uh, two days. That'll change over again Monday when whatever you guys voted for as far as it's starting to win. And it looks like I uh, pulled up here earlier. It looks like the B-Complex and the C-Glycinate are both neck and neck for coming up Wednesday. So two more days to grab up on the D3 if you want to stock up on it. And also, to be sure to vote for what you want to see win coming up on Wednesday. Thank you again, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always.
broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. <laughs> 